Welcome to Licking Non-Vanilla, a sex-positive hour of talk about kink, sexual mores, and writing dirty words. So grab a cup of cocoa, your favorite easy chair, and the lube as we go sailing into the dark, sweet waters of all things naughty. On Licking Non-Vanilla with your hosts, Ralph Greco Jr. and M. Christian. Hey kids, once again you have reached Licking Non-Vanilla, uh, the metaverse. And we'll get into that today, Chris, we'll talk about the metaverse. Um, <laughs> This is uh, Ralph Greco Jr., or this was, or this is, and it's going to be Ralph Greco Jr. <laughs> Forever on the will one be. side of the world. <laughs> Forever will be. And across the country from me, but uh, I can see him in my screen right now. You can't, but I can. And always very close to my heart is M. Aww. Christian. Hello, Chris. Hey, Ralphie. How you doing? I'm doing good. Um, we're, we're, we, well, we got past Halloween. Did you have any trick-or-treaters? No, nothing on this end. Um, okay. I think, you know, my friend, um, uh, uh, Dr. Amy, ha- I think had some, but, you know, it was very low. I know I saw some going around. Um, yeah. In my neighborhood, I don't really get that many. Yeah, my my mom has, because where I grew the street I grew up on, where I always go back to for Halloween, is at the end of a, you know, uh, a dead-end street. And and all the streets kind of converge there and, and at a park. And when I was a kid, there was tons and tons of kids. Like you were, you know, we were out trick-or-treating like crazy. Um, and it seems like now there's a whole bunch of kids now again out there doing it, you know, um, like another generation. So, but I think with the infiltration of trunk and treat and that kind of stuff, you know, um, that going out on the Halloween thing kind of stopped, you know, what was it like when you were a kid? You were, where did you grow up? You grew up in, in LA at that point? We well, I was in Whittier, um, which no one knows about unless you live actually nearby. It's, it was only known for two things. Richard Nixon, because he went to the university there, and okay. Quakers, who, you know, there's a big Quaker population there. Uh-huh. Aside from that, Whittier is kind of like one of those non-existent L.A. cities, but I was there until okay. I was 12, and then moved to Seal Beach, which is just below Long Beach in Southern yeah. California, and there we did quite a bit of trick-or-treating and such. I was a little too older at that okay. point, but still had fun doing it, you know. I was it was a great you know, time. Yeah, I always yeah. enjoyed like you know doing things like getting the old spider webs and dry eyes out for the cauldron. Yeah. And one year I dressed it as I dressed as death because I had this full length cloak and uh-huh. a scythe and the whole thing, and I had like a fencing mask so you couldn't see my face, so I would just mm. like lurk around, and that was kind of that's fun. cool. But um, yeah, I mean it was it was it was interesting because by that time, of course, I was getting into high school and so so it yeah, kind of, like dropped off. But we always enjoyed doing weird things for Halloween. Yeah, it was it's my favorite holiday. I, we had a lot of fun as kids, just going out there and just you know marauding the neighborhood and getting candy. And uh, <laughs> you know, it's fun too because I always think you know when I was working with uh, von Gutenberg, and then you know now that I work with Dawn, which is the, you know Dawn is the Matrix with the latex designer. It is the time of year when adults get to be or dress at least naughty. Yep, you know they get to really get their freak their freak. Uh, Fashions flowing, and um, beyond the like the sexy nurses and the and the witches <laughs> and you know lusty pirates and stuff. Uh, you know, you, I, I've seen some stuff out there like 
that these that people that you see would never wear in a million, 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 million trillion years. But on Halloween, they go, they just, I don't know. They, they don't even need, it's not even, they, they're not even uh, fueled by a libation. They just, you know, they, they see women and men dressed like, I'm, I can't believe the, <laughs> you know, uh, it's beyond cosplay at that point, you know. And it's very interesting to me how people just, they really lose their inhibitions because they're thinking, well, this, this, I'm allowed to do this this time of year, you know? So it's pretty funny. I do love that. I agree with you. It's my favorite holiday because I, I have a, I don't like the holidays. Um, mm-hmm. well, one, it's a lot of like buttons, you know, it's like, cause I didn't have a, you know, my parents were always arguing and, you know, yeah. uh, there's always kind of that forced familiness, you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of like, you know, you know, if you, if you don't want to do it suddenly, oh my God, you're a horrible person. You don't do Thanksgiving, yeah. Christmas, whatever. Right. Halloween, though, it's like there's nothing connected to it. You can stay home. No one's going to give you a hard time. You can go yeah. out. No one's going to give you a hard time. There's yeah. no forced, like, gift giving or big right. meals. You know, it's right. just like, like you said, let's dress slutty and go out. Or right. let's right. dress slutty and stay in. Or let's right. sit around and watch horror movies. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, you know, because, you know, and another thing about it, it's, it's such a wonderfully freeform thing. Because you can do whatever you want. You yeah. know, versus like Thanksgiving, if you don't have turkey, oh my God, you're like right. a communist. You're sacrilege. You know, it's like, it's like yeah. you know, it's like sacrilege. Where's uh, the pumpkin pie? It's like, oh, fuck the pumpkin pie. Right. You know, it's just like, you know, in fact, I've swore this year, because um, my friend, you know, Amy came up here recently and she's, you know, mm-hmm. so I have actually someone to see. Um, we're going to do like the anti holidays. Oh, so, cool. you know, we're going to pick something very different to do for, you know, either one of yeah. them. But, yeah, I just kind of, and especially I hate, excuse me for going on a rant here, I hate fucking Christmas. Um, you know, it's yeah. like it's like this commercialism scrammed down your throat. And I, if I go into uh, one more store and they're blaring Christmas carols, I'm going yeah. to, gonna, you know, strangle somebody. It's just like, right. you know, make this fucking stop. I can't wait till the 26th. But anyway, so that's my my rant. So yeah, I'm, this is yeah. my cranky. This is Chris's cranky time of the year. Yeah, well, you know? it's okay. And it does, it has that effect. I mean, it's just what I don't like is how quickly the holidays come upon us. Even when mm-hmm. you're in the middle of one, you're getting you know um, you're getting inundated with another one. Like you're saying, mm-hmm. I think I, I was seeing Halloween stuff up in August. You know, and mm-hmm. I was like, I just you don't want to take it easy. Did you ever have occasion when you're in in LA to go to any of the professional haunts? Now I don't know if they became popular later, but I know like. Bob Burns, who's a big, mm. uh, he's a big science fiction Halloween memorabiliaist, and he writes a lot of books about that stuff. And he's 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 done a lot of those like haunts at his house. He makes up, you know, in a haunts, and he has professional actors come in and professional makeup people. Did you ever have a occasion to do any of that stuff in L.A.? You know, one of my biggest regrets is I didn't hear about Burns until I came yeah. up, you know, to San, to San Francisco. Right. Because I, if I heard about him when I was a kid, I would have definitely done it. Because I remember yeah. reading about him. He has like the original Time Machine, or at least a replica. Absolutely. You know, and he's like he's actually a special effects guy too. So it's not mm-hmm. just he's just a fanboy. And I would love to do that because he's always legendary for what he does during Halloween. But unfortunately, right. no, I didn't do that. Um, right. When I got up to San Francisco, um, that was of course you know when I was married and such. And you know, I mean, we talked yeah. about before I was in the scene. That was usually like an excuse for a wild party. Uh, yeah, I was just going to ask you that. I mean, yeah. it, it seems to do that, right? I mean, b- because we know that there are tropes in the kink world, in the BDSM world, that certainly have um, a familiarity to Halloween and yeah. vice versa, right? We were talking to this 
we were talking to one of our guests. We were talking to about how science fiction and horror dovetail very easily into kink. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would say, I would think that Halloween time that must have been an open up to open up for some partying. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And you're right about the, the crossover. And that's in fact, yeah. you know, it was like you know, if you if you drew like a Venn diagram. You know, so you have like cosplay over here, you have anime over there, you have kink, and then you have like, you know, you know, all kinds of different things. There's a huge crossover between them all. And yeah. I remember hearing stories about the early days of like science fiction conventions, like not early, but you know, the sixties, that they mm-hmm. were pretty unhinged and you know, a lot of mischief getting on there. And the same thing I remember the Ren Fair, because that's one thing I used to do uh, very early on, because the Renaissance Fair started, I guess, in um, I'm not too sure. I've actually heard someone told me it started in the Midwest, but I always heard it started in Southern California because I went to the early ones. But I was like maybe again like, you know, 12 and 13. And okay. the stories that everyone was told is like after the guests leave, it turns into pretty much a you know like bacchanalian, a bacchanalian you know, festival, yeah, right. you know. So yeah, I never got a chance to take advantage of that, but I always loved that it, it actually did that. But um. Yeah, just like um, the kink scene definitely loves Halloween. I mean, I've definitely had gone to more than my fair share and even put on a couple of parties, um, which is actually relatively easy to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's probably like we said before, because there could be pre- if you're in the scene, it's one thing. But there may be you could you could hook up with a guest or bring somebody or somebody's going to come mm-hmm. that maybe normally wouldn't do it. But but given that it's the 30th or 31st. And the person can dress in leather with without any shame, mm-hmm. or you know, jot hoppers or whatever it happens to be, and they can get in there and kind of like look around and maybe play even where they normally wouldn't because it's mm-hmm. they they're kind of have like um, you know they're allowed to because of what holiday is it is you know kind of speaks to like well you know we're all dressed this way anyway so if you take off another article of clothing and you <laughs> you know you let somebody spank you what's the big deal because <laughs> that's the time it, i mean i you see it in the mainstream all the time mm-hmm. when when halloween opens up people just you know and people like you and i who like have seen the scene you know on a, on a march evening you know not anywhere halloween we we usually you know you can step back and go okay well i, I understand what this is coming from because mm-hmm. People feel uh, they have a little bit of leeway at the moment, you know. Absolutely. I mean, my biggest problem, I think, with kink and be uh, kink and Halloween um, is that it kind of brings the amateurs out sometimes. Well, that's and that, the, that, and that yeah, can be a yeah. problem because I remember um, again in San Francisco, we used to go to the Castro Street Fair, and it mm-hmm. was frankly not all that great because people would just bus in, you know, from the outlying areas, get drunk, and be obnoxious. Yeah. And it was just like a nightmare. In fact, they actually canceled, you know, Castro Halloween for a number of years um, because now, it got too rowdy. And so uh, the, frankly, I find the crowd at, you know, the, the Pride Parade much better. So the Castro Street Fair, was that connected to Halloween or was that just a, yeah. the street? Oh, see, I didn't know that. See, now what yeah. Chris is talking about is a very, it's a infamous, um, <laughs> there's a couple of street fairs that happen in San Francisco. One of them... Mm-hmm. The Castro Street Fair. Mm-hmm. There's another one too, isn't there? Another one that happens. Well, there's not. Well, there's the San Francisco's known for this. I mean, for the yeah. longest time, there was like the big one. Of course, is Pride. You know, which is Pride, yeah. And Pride happens across the country. Yeah, yeah. and right. Pride was absolutely wonderful. I was there once again back in the '90s or so, and it was fantastic. In fact, it was yeah. at that time the largest Pride parade in the world. Though those 
jerks over in Sydney, Australia beat us, you know, yeah, yeah. after shortly afterwards. So, you know, you know, screw the Australians. Uh, <laughs> pride is pride is, is a gay yep. celebration. Yep. So that in San Francisco was known for in New York. Yep. But Castro, the street fair was that's different than Folsom Street Fair. Yeah, Castro Fair is usually more like a like a little festive thing. It's not really all that huge and uproarious. It's mostly just like a street fair. Um, the big one, of course, is Folsom Street, which I understand now is up to like fifty thousand people. Um, and Folsom is is full on kink. Have you been to Folsom? I can't remember, Ralphie. Have you been? No, I. The only thing uh, I, I when, when I was out there for 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 um for why not when we met the first yes. year, why not dovetailed with um on that Sunday was Pride. Right. So I did go to Pride because I was staying later on oh, the good. Monday or whatever. So I had never seen Pride in Frisco, which was great. But Oh, it's fantastic. I, I've never been to Folsom or Castro. Now, Castro, so you said Castro is 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 in connection with Halloween? Uh, no, actually, it's, they're kind of separate. Uh, so like the Castro okay. Fair is just like a regular street fair. But for the longest time, you know, I, once again, someone out there is probably listening to us going, no, no, it was this year. Please let us know yeah. in the comments and let us know because my memory is pretty fuzzy. You know, like I'm yeah, pretty okay. sure I I danced with Ginger Rogers, but I'm not too sure. Um, okay. You know, it's that kind of fuzzy where I'm not too right, sure what's gotcha. real anymore. You reach a certain yeah. age, you can't tell difference. Anyway, um, yeah, for the longest time, the full, uh, for Halloween, the whole area around Castro turned into a huge street party. The okay. problem, like I said, is that it was less the people who lived there and more people who came from, you know, all, out of the way places like, you know, Mountain View and so forth just to get drunk. And it got so uproarious that they actually canceled it for a n- number of years. Um, okay. So that was kind of like, and frankly, I can see why. Because, again, it's like, you know, I love a good street fair, but this was like, you know, amateur hour again. You know, a lot of people who shouldn't be out drinking and yeah. acting jerkily. Um, same kind of thing. I went to the exotic, exotic ball a couple of times. And, then, you know, while I don't want to, like, dish people who enjoy it, you know, when, you know, my partner and I at the time just, just really didn't like it. Because, once again, people didn't know how to act. Yeah. So people were getting kind of like grabby and irresponsible and drinking too much. And, you know, coming from the scene where things are, there's things you do and don't do. It was yeah. kind of jarring, but well, I that, still that enjoyed like pride is wonderful. And, you know, right. Well, that is the problem. You know, the problem is that, and I don't, I don't care what, what, what you're into. If you're, if you're new to it and or a novice or you're, you're delving in it for the, for the evening, <laughs> you don't maybe know the rules. You know, you don't exactly know. And like Chris is saying, you know, in a lot of the kink situations, we've seen these too. Like um, at kink conventions, people who are new to it have to take stutter steps and go slow because you don't mm-hmm. exactly know what's cool and what's not. I mean, it's, it's always air on the side of being polite. But exactly. um, but the Folsom Street Fair, though, <laughs> that that's a, that's a completely different animal, <laughs> right? That's complete BDSM. Oh, right? yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm so sorry you never got to go. Um, yeah, I, 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 I would. I would say go now, but San Francisco's changed so much since I've left that it's no yeah. longer really the same place, which is really sad. Yeah. But in its heyday, it was mind blowing because you know at the Castro Street Fair, there. I mean, give me a Castro Halloween things. You know, there really isn't any anybody not necessarily in charge, but there's no yeah. community who's sort of like doing it the whole thing. If you go to Folsom Street, yeah. you are they. You're in this world. Right. And so, yeah, you can act like a jerk, but you're going to get yourself tossed out, tossed out by a six foot tall drag queen, you know, in stiletto heels and a strap on. So it's like you've got to behave yourself. And it's so funny to see people who've like 
wandered in, you know, and, <laughs> and their reactions because suddenly they realize one, they don't know what they're getting themselves into. And right. two, it's like, holy crap, there are more of them than there are of me. Right, right. You know, it's just like, you know, it's just, I, I literally have seen people like, you know, you know, you know, huge hunking, you know, uh, lovely people, you know, escorting yeah. people out of the thing because if you act, you know, act up, that's going to get you there. But at the same time, it was really, I love it. It's always out, outrageous. The only, outrageous. The only thing I recommend if you go to Folsom is go early. So mm-hmm. if you show up at like one o'clock, it gets so packed. We're talking 50,000 right. people in like, I don't know what, maybe a 12 block range. So right. it's like, you know, there's a huge number of people in there and it gets hot because that's the tradition is they always seem to hold Folsom on the hottest day of the year, right, um, right. which goes really well with leather and latex outfits. Yeah, right. And, and such. Yeah, you start sweat. I mean, so Folsom happens literally on Folsom Street. Yep. Yep. Well, so, it's actually, yep. um, yeah, it's on Folsom Street and it, again, it changes. I mean, I, once again, I haven't yeah, been yeah. there for like 20 years, but. You know, usually it's from like one end to the other along Folsom Street. And I'm not sure that's changed now because, of course, the city's completely changed. But there used to be like, you know, there used to be a couple of like there's Wicked Grounds, which is a kinky coffee shop, which we've been to. We've been Um, there, right. Yep. And there used to be Stormy Leather, but that's moved. But there's also like Mr. S is right there. Um, So it's kind of like a little leather, you know, BDSM, you know, neighborhood. Um, and it was just outrageous. I mean, they just blocked the whole thing off and, you know, they asked for like a donation, which is like a couple yeah. bucks and there's usually like bands and there's public displays and there's toys galore. Oh, it's just, and, it's just outrageous. You know, it really yep. is. Back when I was, um, you know, back when I belonged to someone, yeah. you know, we went a couple of times and it was, it was particularly outrageous, but you know, it's really like a very wonderful experience if you can get a chance to do it. So how did, how did, this may not even be something you can answer, but First of all, San Francisco changed when you left because that you you know you were the party. Yeah, once but I left, that was it. That was that's it was what, everybody knows that. Um, but w- why Folsom Street? Why that location? Is it because there was there was a there was a store there that everything you know um, like you know that bounced out of or what, what what do you know why Folsom Street? I'm pretty sure it was because of that. Um, in its heyday, because one against, one store yeah. got another, and all of a sudden you had like four leather yep. places. I'm pretty okay. sure. I mean, I, I'm not too sure. Someone out there, once again, is probably yelling at me saying, "No, no, yeah. no, it was this." But um, you know, when I first started to go there, it was definitely because it was like that little cluster of all yeah. these little you know BDSM shops. Yeah, and there's even a couple up near Castro, but those kind of moved meandered down. And right. I can't remember when I was down there if Mr. S was the big grand thing it is now, but I know there was like Image Leather was there and a bunch of other ones. And I think it just yeah. sort of became like a, a neighborhood that was sleepy enough because not a lot of people actually resided in that in mm-hmm. Soma. Um, now that's completely changed. Um, yeah. So it was sort of like, you know, no one minded if they turned it into a street fair. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I still remember like putting together like the Society Janice booth and so forth, but. You know, it's just exploded since then, but it's yeah. still a really wonderful time. And I have to say, it's it's really if you're into anything kink, you should definitely put it on your bucket list. Because uh, yeah. even though the city has changed, I think that hasn't changed. Uh, I know a lot of people go in, you know, just to attend. Yeah, that is the preeminent uh, event. And let me tell everybody they're listening to Licking Non Vanilla with uh, co-hosts Ralph Greco Jr. and M Christian, so everybody knows where they are at the moment. <laughs> So, Chris, did you hear this thing about, and I, I don't know how much of a devotee you are, and I don't think you are much anymore, of the Book of Face, but 
Um, so he's cha- Mark Zuckerberg's. Yeah, there you go. Mark Zuckerberg's going to change the name to Meta and kind of get into a metaverse thing. I mean, what do we know about this and uh, how bizarre is this and how dangerous and how is it going to change our lives? Probably not at all because I'm not on Facebook. But. Uh, I I've never. I mean, not to sound like I'm a you know white you know. A, get my nose in the air and saying something like, oh, no, you're not a social media person. No, and I'm no. frankly not really, you know, I'm on a right. couple of things. Like I'm on, well, you're like, you're not, you're not on Twitter. Um, and I've been on no, Twitter no. and I use Instagram, which is owned by Facebook and a little bit of Pinterest, you know, just because it's a place to put pictures. Um, yeah. So I'm not really, really a social media engaging person, but I've never right. liked Facebook for a lot of reasons. One, Zuckerberg's a creep. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just this whole whistleblower report that just came out just makes me want to like, you know, just, you know, wish him into the cornfield. I mean, just like just the despicable things they've done and turn the blind eye to things like the negative effect of like Instagram and Facebook on, you know, young people and so forth. Yeah. And just like and, and the fact that he's been scummy about, you know, not blocking like, you know, hate speech and climate, you know, misinformation yeah. and COVID misinformation. They just right. let it go rampant and don't haven't done anything to try and do it and then they turn around and make this bizarre announcement that they're rebranding which is like uh you just got called out in front of i think it was from congress you know yeah. for these deplorable actions and you're going to change your name it's like what the fuck? yeah and well, first of all it's not a original idea the, the whole idea of the metaverse comes from snow crash which is weird when you're trying to base your company's name on a dystopian cyberpunk novel um mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be kind of like this, you know, everyone come together, virtual reality kind of thing. Mm. You know, normally I'd be thrilled because I'm such a geek. I would think, you know, someone. Yeah, well, you're, would, you're, should do yeah, I mean, you're, you're definitely a futurist, you know. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I would love to do this. And, yeah. But if Facebook's connected to it, screw that. I'm getting nowhere near it. Yeah. Um, you know, because one thing, they're really reckless with their information gathering. And two, you know, considering how badly Facebook is, I mean, I, in, if you've ever used it, it's horribly kludgy. It's, mm-hmm. You can't do anything easily. And I just really, ugh, it just leaves me an icky feeling. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I really wish someone would do this with a responsible air, you know, something, mm-hmm. you know, that the you know, something that would actually be from the people for the people instead of being yeah. this megalithic corporation that, you know, is bizarre to say the least. But yeah, um, yeah, I wish it was something I would have done. The only reason, <laughs> the only reason, frankly, I still have a Facebook account is I post every once in a while. And yeah. I do have a couple of people. The only way I can reach them is on Facebook, which is annoying. But because someday I'd like to buy an Oculus Quest, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not huge on my list of things to do, but it's owned by Facebook. And right. you can't have an Oculus Quest without a Facebook account. Oh, okay. So that's the reason I haven't canceled mine. So I'm a bit of a hypocrite, but that's the only right. reason why I still have it. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I, I because I, I'm not into social media to begin with I, I don't understand the whole fascination with you know logging into a world you know meta a meta existence but I certainly can understand if you're a gamer or mm-hmm. I can even understand this is something you like to do every couple nights or whatever but what I fear is and I wonder and I mean I don't fear it because it doesn't really affect me but will there be people if this thing comes off and fly, you know. Will there be people that only deal with the world that way? Well, there already is. I mean, a lot of people get um, pretty much all of their experiences, you know, through things like social media. True. Um, it depends on the person. Um, and I'm not saying that's bad. It's just that, you know, 
my biggest complaint against you know kind of like spending over amounts of time in it is sometimes it can be very detrimental because like once again this whistleblower report pointed out that you know people who are particularly emotionally vulnerable or you know suffering from low self-esteem social media can make it 10 times worse um so you know in that regard i think it can be toxic um also we're seeing so many people who are getting really bizarre and dangerous you know information uh, from mm-hmm. places like facebook because they don't know how to logic they don't have don't know how to process information you know yeah. in a way that weeds out the crap and right. so they unfortunately i think you know just to be you know kind of the the snarky old man and the you know dystopian for a second i do think that's really troubling because they don't understand how to separate this bullshit from actual mm-hmm. you know research and what's actually going on in the world yeah. So, gee, you know, you know, some twit from high school they've recently connected with shares this information that COVID's being made out of bull testicles and it comes from Mars and, yeah. you know, Biden's a robot and it's just like, and they just believe it. And it's yeah. just like, you know, that's why we're seeing this bizarre, you know, the whole QAnon nonsense and mm. this kind of thing. It's like people have lost the ability to look at information and go, that sounds like shit. <laughs> And here's let's check it against real act, you know, real sources. Yeah, well, that's but, the problem too. Yeah, uh, things things have a le- uh, it's a level playing field. Like that that theory is just as possible as this theory in in that mm-hmm. world, and it doesn't mean it is. It's just you, you get it, and then you know, and then of course the information is traveling much quicker, mm-hmm. and uh, and then we're staying. And, and I mean, I, I guess if if you stayed in that world. That's your world. Nobody mm-hmm. used to say that that isn't a legitimate world. I mean, I you know I often have to catch myself because I think it's silly. I'm like, well, that's just silly to do that and be there. And but then again, like if that's your world, man, that's okay. You know, that's fine. Oh, you like what I said, you, you can have fantasy for whatever you want. It's just when you right. decide to like, you know, go to school board meetings and you know rave about critical race theory, which isn't a thing. You know, right. it's just it's that's that's the dangerous part. I mean, once again, you can believe what you want. Is when you act on it that gets dangerous. And yeah, these I days, guess, considering I, that we have like so much information out there, you know, misinformation about climate change and so much dis- disinformation about COVID, it's dangerous. We have people yeah. who are like putting not just, you know, themselves, but their children and everybody around them at risk by not getting vaccinated, by not wearing a mask, you know, mm-hmm. because of some misinformation they read somewhere. And it's just, it's really pretty scary because it's kind of hard to walk people back from that viewpoint. Because if you throw information at them, they just say you're biased or it's fake news or something. When, you know, they're the ones out there believing again in space robots and, you know, right. you know, and, you know, semen from another dimension or something, you right. know, but it gets, it gets pretty scary. I mean, I have to say that's one of the few things that really kind of scares me. You know, it's like, it's one thing you can argue with someone, you know, mm-hmm. if you say, here's my facts and they come forward with their evidence and you can check the evidence and so forth and go, oh my God, this is actually wrong, which is how science operates. And then you've got people out there who are basing their entire worldviews on Facebook posts. Yeah. <laughs> You know, which is well, like, that's the thing. I mean, it becomes, and then, beca- and then it becomes you. You hear it again and louder and mm-hmm. reiterated, and then you go where your opinion. <laughs> excuse me. Right. Um, you go where your opinion is was just is just reiterated. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I, you know, you see that on each side of the aisle. You see that with everybody wanting to find the ground that makes them comfortable, which makes perfect sense you know um that you gravitate towards that which mm-hmm. makes you comfortable and you're like-minded so you know I, but that's how 
that's how we we get along, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just when I had heard about this thing, I'm thinking, well, I guess there are going to be people that just take that deep deeper dive into the world of, like you're saying, there's some people that this is their world as it is now, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I do think, but as you well know, you know, anybody who's read ever ever read science fiction knows all this stuff has been predicted for years mm-hmm. by the greatest writers we know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. It's funny when every time any of this stuff comes up and somebody's like, wow, look what they're doing now with computers or look what people are into now. I always say, well, you know, I could have sworn I read that in a short story by mm-hmm. Sheckley in 19 whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure all this stuff has been been uh, expounded upon by the greats, you know, like <laughs> people like Ellison and Sheckley and Heinlein and, you know, these science fiction writers that we're into, you know. Yeah, recently I've gone on this kick of watching like, 1960s and 70s television shows that depicted yeah. the future and there's not a lot of them there's that famous right. one by philip wiley from name of the game i think it's called la 2017 uh-huh. um which is directed by steven spielberg um oh, that's cool. and then there's like this british one called play for tomorrow which actually was like i think it's far better than like booker's black you know black mirror yeah. frankly and that was interesting because it's like sometimes they get really accurate sometimes they don't and there's also this thing i just saw recently which was Asimov was on, I think, Johnny Carson. He was predicting. Oh, no, you know, it was things. Letterman. I Letterman. saw that. Letterman. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Ralph. It yeah. was Letterman. But it was what Mike was talking about, like, you know, computers getting smaller and yeah. the impact of that and so forth. But, yeah, it's just like that's why this metaverse thing kind of came came up. I first, my, my a little teeny reaction on my I was like, cool. You know, it's yeah. like we're going to have the Matrix. We're going to have, right. you know, the metaverse. We're going to have, you know, cyberspace with, you know, you know jacking in and so forth. And right. then it turned out it was from Facebook, which is like, oh, boy. Um, but, yeah, I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of this kind of stuff. I mean, yeah. again, I don't have a VR headset except for my smartphone version. Um, right. But I just think it's kind of cool. But at the same time, it is like, you know, did it have to be Facebook? Come on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's still other things going on up there. I have, I love collecting all this, you know, kind of little bits and pieces of the future yeah. that pops in. You know, things like drones being used in replacing fireworks, you know, or... Right you know augmented reality which is getting closer and closer or you know projection mapping which is very cool where they project uh basically an image over a structure and it's all mm-hmm. computer controlled so it matches the structure perfectly it's a really really phenomenally powerful illusion that they've been doing you know things mm-hmm. like that i think it's just like wow. really cool really cool you know we we've seen it i would say the advent of it in the last uh certainly the last three or four years as far as this in 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 robotics and mm-hmm. VR and, and the sex world, you know, oh, yeah. toys and you know, uh, you know, you get a toy now, you don't plug it in, you 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 put it you USB port, you know. So yep. in the sex world, uh, and again, this is stuff that has been written about mm-hmm. by the greats for years that we would have, you know, uh, you know. Um, I'm thinking of uh, the the movie with Yul Brenner with Westworld, you know. Oh, like, yes. You know, like little sex slave robots, and mm-hmm. so we, you know, we we've been involved in this kind of thing for a long time to have to be able to interact, maybe not with each other, mm-hmm. but you know, interact <laughs> the way we want and not have to leave our houses in order to masturbate, you know, or have a sexual experience. So, uh, I, in that regard, as we always know, the adult world always seems to follow or create. You know, um, the technology, you know, it's very, it's on the forefront of that technology at all times. For sure. I mean, yeah. I think the joke is, I think like 
you know, like the Lumiere brothers, you know, the, the first right. thing someone took a picture of was the house. And the next thing they took a picture of was their dick. Um, right. It's the same way. It's like, you know, well, you know, porn basically gave us v- VHS, right? You know, because true. it was, it was a format of porn. And so therefore knocked out beta out of the park. Yeah. Um, the, the DVDs, you know, are also, I've heard a lot of people saying porn was why we have DVDs. And, I'm not, I'm not, I don't doubt that at all. You know, exactly. Yeah. And then virtual reality is the same thing because, you know, when you look at the number of virtual reality games out there, it's it's a pretty good number. Uh, yeah. But then you look at the number of sites, and I, you know, we both I think reviewed or looked at some of these. It's like there's tons of them now, and yeah. they're making more every freaking day. So yeah. it's like I can see why virtual reality would be like you know get a huge boost from you know from yeah definitely the, the adult world. It makes perfect sense because like you're saying, you always wondered like is the chicken before the egg? You know, like did that digital did the v, did did VHS did DVD, did digital, did v, VR, was that there before, and then the porn, or was the porn, <laughs> did porn precipitate that, you know, it's like, you know, so wherever there's a new technology happening, you could be pretty rest assured that mm-hmm. porn is around somewhere, I'm not saying that, you know, some new technologies happen because of the medical field, mm-hmm. some new technologies happen because of, you know, whatever, but, you know, uh, porn is a, is one of those that just we're always seem to be there. You know, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I just I just did a review recently for Wildlife, which is the thing coming out, the video game, and it looks like a triple A video game. I mean, the graphics yeah. are insane. It's got like open world dynamics, so you can do right. everything from like you know battle bad guys and craft things, and but a large part of it is sex, and it's actually it's full blown, fully animated. You know, there's right. a demo out there right now. And it also works with, it's been specially designed to work with Love Sense, you know, sex toys. Yeah. So they're just, it's actually integrated into the game as opposed to like an add-on, which is really yeah. exciting. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, it's Windows only, so I can't do it. But, um, right. you know, and like, you know, nowadays it's like the number, just look at the whole thing about sex toys. I still remember like, you know, only felt like a couple of decades ago that they were horrible. I mean, they were like cheaply made, they were cheap, they broke easily. They weren't, you know, really all that stylish or interesting. And it's just like, you know, now, though, it's like there's company after company after company who is, like, doing all this phenomenal stuff with, like, you know, uh, interactivity. And they work with porn videos or they work with certain games. It's really it's just really amazing. I mean, it's just like, yeah. you know, sometimes they don't work as well as they probably should, you know, because mm-hmm. I've had a couple where I just, like, you know okay do this and then do that with your phone and it doesn't work and you're screwed it's like oh come yeah on. other ones are just like i mean i was just doing one the other day it was just like i kind of like okay oh crap i gotta review this thing and right. you know, not that i don't want to but sometimes you know getting the things to work can be a headache and it was just yeah. like beep beep burr, you know it's like, it's like okay it works really easily you know, yeah it's, like, it's amazing <laughs> like you're right because across the board there, you, you can't you can't and that's the thing too. When, when Chris was saying this, we, we 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 both review a lot of some toys, and you can't know what you're getting into until you get in your hands and you mm-hmm. you try to plug it in. You you see what's happening and and whether it works, whether it's good, whether it's enjoyable. That, but but a lot of times you do get something. You're like, I don't even know. I don't even know how to negotiate this. Mm-hmm. And other times you get other things. You're like, wow, this thing is so easy. I cannot believe how easy this is. You know, mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with the kind of toy it is. It has nothing to do with it does. It's just, it's just one of those things. You just you mm-hmm. don't know until you try it out. So 
you know, but but in the in the world of all this digital technology and the advent of what what else we could do with it, you know, in the in the virtual reality and the and the haptic technology where you plug in and it oh, follows yeah. prompts, all that stuff. I mean, there it seems to be every time I, I like sit back and go, oh, this this is endless. This, you know, there's <laughs> something else that comes up. You know, and I'm like, what? This is amazing. I can't believe. And then something else. You're like, I can't believe they thought it is. I can't believe it's going here. You know, it's just kind of weird. You know. Oh so. yeah, it's, it's amazing. I mean, I have to say that like, I don't, I don't know if you've ever had any bad toys. There's only one I can think of that I didn't like, and but everything else, I think that what they're doing is amazing. I mean, it's really you know, something. It really it's is. really I'm, insane what they're doing. I mean, they're packing so much into these things, and yeah. sometimes they're seriously small. I mean, you if you told someone, here's a toy that is got like two motors as opposed to just right. one or and then it has like a, 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 a separate remote and it works with smartphones or a yeah. desktop computer and you can do things like link it to other sex toys so what happens to one happens to the other yeah. or you can have someone else control it remotely or right. you can work have it work with with special porn videos so what happens right. in the porn video the, the whole response or it works with virtual reality and it's like this it's a size you like you know several fingers <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's just, just like, it's just it's a it's mind blowing. It's really something. I mean, and, and and you know, I guess I think what happened was, you know, we know over the years, you know, what the first kind of the first jump seemed to be we're making these toys out of materials that are not dangerous anymore, and then they be making these toys so you know they have a lot of functionality, and we're making these toys so. You then the remote control came into it, you know, and now there's uh, there's you you can lock link these up to what you're watching on a computer, or you know, and or you can you can control these by your phone, or, mm -hmm. or you know, power them by. So yeah, there's there's strides that are make made all the time, and we've talked to a lot of toy makers actually. Um, beyond just well, you know, we wanted to make a more comfortable dildo. There's a mm -hmm. there's plenty of things that have. have that get in there and change the change even the little the little properties of a toy. Um, we've seen it across the board. You know? Oh yeah, I mean it's like I've, I don't know if I sent you or not. I, I posted something on social media. I have a closet now full of sex toys. <laughs> you know, just like they were under my bed, but unfortunately my cat likes to go under there, and I think she was getting a little cheesed off that the toys are yeah. like pushing her out. Um, but just like you know, it's like I look at those closets and I was like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. But, yeah, they're all amazing. I mean, it's like I said, I can only think of one toy of all the ones I've reviewed that I would probably not recommend, and I'm not going to yeah. mention it. But everything else is, like, really mind-blowing. It's like, again, it's yeah. the quality. These things are they're taken seriously now. There's so many also companies that are, you know, female-run and operated. There's, like, you yeah. know, Lorna DiCarlo, which actually won the CES award twice and actually mm -hmm. changed the CES rules around sex toys. That's how that's right. how you know powerful and persistent they are, which is wonderful. Right. Um, and then we have other toys that are, once again, designed for people, you know, by people. There's ones that are designed for people with disabilities. There's some designed yeah. for, you know, there's even like one uh, one website I write for periodically called Hot Octopus. They even have a special part, you know, for, for trans, you know, users and yeah. so forth, which toys work with, with anybody else. And I'm so glad to see that kind of inclusive language you know, yeah. where, where it's not like, you know, oh, this is guys and girls, you know, just like, no, no, this is if you have a penis, this is if you have a vagina and so forth. Yeah. And I also like the fact, too, they're really kind of like really reinventing them because it used to be that vibrators looked like either wands, so they're not really a sex toy, or they were a dildo. 
now they're look yeah. like you know i've seen toys in every shape color configuration style oh sure you know sure. and some of you wouldn't even know what it's used for until someone tells you <laughs> yeah the, I, we, we've got a few hours i'm like what exactly do i do with this <laughs> i think i know where this goes but i'm not exactly sure and uh Oh, okay. You know, and uh, but that's what's fun about all this stuff. You know, you, 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 we, you know, we always tell people, come on and get start experimenting, and you know, it because the safety factor is so much better these days. Oh yes. Know? Oh, the quality um, is phenomenal. Man, yeah. you, those things were horrible. Now it's like, you know, I think, you, I think you know, like you mentioned, there's some of these ones that have like special plastic, so they're hypoallergenic. You know, silicone has been not only just silicone, but special kinds of silicone that they're, yeah. they're non-reactive. Um, which yeah. is very common. Um, I think it's pretty much common for silicone base these days, but there also sometimes mix it. Like there's one I was playing with, which is silicone, but then it had a little small part of it that was actually regular plastic because that doesn't yeah. get used, you know, actually, you know, inside somebody. But yeah, the quality of these things is really remarkable, which is good because they're, sometimes they can be pretty expensive. Um, but there's also ones, um, we've, we've reviewed a couple of coming out of China and you'd think when you say great. that it's going to be cruddy. But no, they're actually really. No, it was well great. No, they were yeah. great. The, the weight and the construction and the whole. No, they were. They were the packaging was great. Mm-hmm. Really something. So you know, keep your head. Uh, you kept keep. Well, keep whatever it is out there, guys, and <laughs> up up and lubed and ready to check out what you what's coming out there. Um, well, I guess you. I guess you kind of spent another. I don't know. Um, in an ordinate amount of time, listening to me and Chris babble. <laughs> Uh, licking non-vanilla, but we we okay, you, we usually like to get a guest on here, but this time we figured let me just get on here with Chris yeah. and we'll just have a little gaggle about some things. Absolutely, and, it's always know, wonderful, Rafi. Which we which we did. We hope people are listening. Now, to that end, if you are listening out there, um, and we hope you are, and we hear you breathing, yeah, we can hear you. Um, <laughs> give us a give us a little shout either on on the on the Twitter or on the uh, the Facebook or. Uh, Email us, you know, uh, let us know you're out there because we would like to know you're out there. We we see the metrics all the time, but we, we want to know who's listening and, you know, get some get some ideas. So, you know, certainly hit us up. Um, and next time we, we do this, we'll, I'm sure we'll have a guest. Um, it's always fun. Anyway. But there's, no, there's nobody better guesty than us, Chris. That's yeah, true. That's true. There's, there's nobody better than us. <laughs> so um, I just want to thank you as always, Chris. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Ralphie. And your undying friendship. And uh, thank you, listeners. And uh, this has been uh, Ralph Greco Jr. and M. Christian. And you've been listening to Licking on Vanilla. And we'll see you next time, my little droogs. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye. And visit us on the web at www.lickingnonvanilla.com.